Then outspake brave Horatius, the captain of the gate, to every man upon this earth, death cometh sooner or late. And how can a man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his God? Lord Macaulay, you are listening to the Artiburn Radio Transmission. Pair of politics and precious metals. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. Broadcasting from deep within the heart of Texas, along with my co-pilot and co-host, Beans the Brave. I am my own producer, ladies and gentlemen. Let me check my audio. I think we are coming in loud and clear. If, uh, if you're in the Rockfin chat on the America Unplugged channel, let me know if we're coming in loud and clear. I um, just adjusted all of my... All of my new setup for my home studio here in Denison, Texas, and I believe everything is working. Um, still, still working on it. It's a work in progress because we're trying to do that. We're trying to do Free World, Wise Wolf, and history is happening all around me. And I, I, I've prepared for this. I believe my entire life, and I, I think that <laughs> it, I've arrived. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't say that uh, everything's been perfect, but I am here to discuss. And bring to your attention, I think, one of the most monumental shifts in our lifetime, uh, geopolitically, socially, polit- all of that. Spiritually, it's happening right now. And it's the 1st of December, 2023, folks. We are witnessing the revaluation of all currencies I may even put this show up not only on the Arterburn Radio Transmission Podcast channel and Paratruther. I may put this up on the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto show too, because this is monumental. We, I, I was sitting in my truck here after I went to the gym, and I'm just going over notes. And I'll, I'll just sit that I'll sit in my driveway because it's kind of peaceful in there. And Bean sits on my lap, and I'll check emails and check text and all that stuff. And uh, I was just checking goldprice.org. And I go on there and gold had broken its all-time high. So I wanted to confirm that. I went over to Gold Telegraph on Twitter. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Gold Telegraph saw the same thing I saw, which had crossed the 2067 threshold is 2067 and 45 cents. And the last time it had done that was the year 2020. I was live on air hosting for uh, the great David Knight at InfoWars in Austin. And we reached the all-time high. There on August 6th, I believe, uh, 2020. And it surprised me since then that I know that uh, I, I shouldn't have been surprised because the usual suspects, all of the the controllers and the people that I, I say, I say they're people, but the, <laughs> the, the entities that control our money supply, the central banksters, 
Uh, they always have a trick up their sleeve, and especially in the West with the Federal Reserve, which is an international banking consortium, not federal, not a reserve. They usually have some tricks where they'll uh, strengthen the dollar, quote unquote, right? Strengthen it by raising interest rates. It's what you do when you have, uh, you know, they increase the money supply, you, you've uh, printed into oblivion. So you start raising rates to reduce the supply of the money itself. And, you know, even the Mises Institute wrote an article about it six or eight months ago saying that uh, this is the first time the money supply has actually contracted in 33 years. Well, that's true, but it's not hard to contract when you've printed 80% of all the dollars ever made and you've made 80% of all the currency since the founding of the country in four years. So it's not that hard to contract it. But that's what the the establishment always, they're, they're really tunnel vision. You're never going to hear this on a mainstream financial network. And I'm not a scientist and I'm not an economist. You don't have to be. You can just see what they do. You can look through, all you need is a library card and you can figure out History doesn't bode well when you increase the money supply, you decouple it from value, and you print it into oblivion. You have a 130% uh, debt to GDP, gross domestic product, to the debt of the nation. That's unsustainable. Well, they started raising rates, and I might mention that the rates have been raised faster than any time in history. So Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, has raised rates faster than any other Fed chairman in history. And people will always point out to me when I talk about this, they'll go, yeah, but when my dad was starting out or, you know, my grandpa, uh, you know, it was uh, interest rates were in the teens. Yeah, Paul Volcker did that in the 1970s because he had runaway inflation, very much like we have today, except today is 100 times worse in the actual volume and the actual damage that's been done to the currency. And they had interest rates in the teens. It cost like 13, 14% to get a mortgage. And that lowered the price of gold. That's what the the goal was to lower the price of gold, to lower the price of silver, to keep that at bay because silver and gold are actual real monetary, they're money, they're monetary units. And the dollar is not, it's fake. And so that's what they've been doing for the last 40 plus years. And guess what? It doesn't work anymore. What you are watching is the death of not only a death of a strategy, but this is the beginning. And it, there's going to be dips and sell-offs, so don't quote me that it, gold is it's run away now to 3000 I don't know where it's going, but all the tricks that they've usually pulled, they've pulled all of them, and it doesn't work. So you should pay attention to that. It doesn't work anymore. They've raised rates the fastest in history, and the gold price broke its all-time high again in the last 36 months. This is unprecedented. And it's going to continue because there's some other things going on at the same time. One, you have China that is... Accumulating, and I think I probably will go out on a limb here and say China's goal was to accumulate more gold than the United States. That's why they've been hoarding gold and buying gold off the books starting in this century. And there was an article on Kitco, and I've talked about it many times. Uh, this is, I, I think, this is probably spot on. 
that they've estimated that China has about 33,000 tons in the populace and the government. The government should have about 16,000 tons, which is about double what the U.S. supposedly has. There's only one central bank not buying gold, ladies and gentlemen, and that's us, the U.S. Why is that? It's because gold competes with the dollar. The dollar is the world's reserve currency for now. But you were watching a revaluation of all currencies. This is historic. This is akin to the breakup of the Soviet Union. Bigger, actually. And it's not really being covered. Uh, It's a blurb in the financial networks. But if you're paying attention to what the next steps are going to be, this is a crucial signpost on the road ahead. I really want you to pay attention to this. And I I didn't know and I didn't predict that we would have we'd break the all-time high in the last couple of 3 weeks. I said watch it. It's very close. I mean, we were $25 off a couple of days ago. Uh, I've been on I've done a program I've been on a, a guest on a program uh every day this week until my own program. So it's 5 days. And I've talked about this Every single day of the week. And it's it's really interesting to watch. You know, China's hoarding gold. Other central banks are hoarding gold. Uh, the, uh, the Dutch have just put out a memorandum saying that they're prepared for a new gold standard. I think a lot of these countries, the reason that they're hoarding gold is because I think there's going to be, and, you know, gosh, uh, I wonder where I get this. Uh, there's going to be a great reset. Whether you or I like it or not, that's what we're getting. We're getting a great reset. Now, the question is, in a great reset, how do you protect yourself? Knowing what you know about the World Economic Forum, (laughs) about the New World Order itself, the international banking consortiums and all that they're all their their ploys and all of their goals, the Bill Gates of the world. When you know this, China, factor China in, factor in the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, factor all of that in. How do you protect yourself? Well, job one should be to understand that what we are watching is not normal and it's not just par for the course. Uh, Let's do it. Let's go back. Let's go back through history real quick. Again, this is something that needs to I have to repeat it to myself because even I get caught up in the normalcy bias of what is going up or what is going sideways. We went off the gold standard in 1971. Richard Nixon, August 15th, interrupted an episode of Bonanza, takes us off the gold standard. Okay, closes the gold window. It's supposed to be temporary. (laughs) So 50, 50 years, temporary. We immediately start finding a substitute to tie the dollar to Henry Kissinger, who we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, who just died. Henry Kissinger does a deal with the Saudis and OPEC, and they tag and put the dollar, link it to Petro, to to oil. It's where you get the Petro dollar, and you can only trade in dollars. Biden and other administrations, but especially the Biden administration, has sabotaged that. It's a controlled demolition, folks. We don't. We're not, not only losing the world's reserve currency status. The idiots in Washington, the 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 automatons for globalist Satanists, 
have taken us off and are undoing the petrodollar. So that was one thing that we still had linked to it that would at least prop it up for a little while longer. Well, that's been completely decoupled. So throughout the 1970s, $35 an ounce in 71, close to $800 an ounce at the end of 1979, 2,000% increase in the price of gold. But what you're not really understanding, and I don't think many people understand, is that it has really nothing to do with the price of gold. <laughs> Same here, because I watch it too. Gold's up. Gold's up. Well, of course it is. It's supposed to be, because the dollar is fiat currency. It's fake. It really doesn't have any value other than money velocity and, and the psychological value that people place on it. So gold held its value through the 70s, through the 80s, even though it was being suppressed. Same thing in the 90s, being suppressed. You know, king dollar reigns. There's stability. But all along, gold sits there and retains value. Whereas the, the currency of the day, the dollar, loses value. So what you're seeing is that the price disparity is not the increase in the price of gold. It is the decrease in the purchasing power of the dollar itself. And that's what we're never taught in schools because that would give the game up. And the, you're not supposed to get the game. You're supposed to get go into debt. You're supposed to get a mortgage, get a 401k, shut up. Get in line, vote harder, and hopefully have something left over. You know, <laughs> what's that commercial that they put out about feeding the pig? You know, uh, having savings, feeding the pig. There's something weird about that. You're going to feed the pig. That's not your piggy bank. I get it, but it's weird. You're going to feed the pigs, keep your dollars. That's a bad idea. I can promise you the wealthy don't do that. Do central banks hoard dollars? <laughs> Do central banks stock up on the latest FANG stocks? Do they acquire holdings in different tradable companies on these exchanges? Absolutely not. They buy gold because gold is a safe haven, especially in uncertainty. And what's more uncertain than these times? We're in a fourth turning, ladies and gentlemen. Do you like your fourth turning? The fourth turning is about every 80 years. There's four turnings. Every 20 years, you have a, a cycle of history. We're 80 years past of the end of World War II or coming up on that. And that's when it cycles out. That's every about every 80 years. The Romans called it a secularum. And you go back through American history, American Revolution, 80 plus years later, you have the American Civil War, 80-plus years later. You have World War II and the Great Depression. 80-plus years later, you have uh, everything. COVID-1984, the Great Reset, the New World Order, geopolitical upheaval, BRICS nations, all this. This is the fourth turning. It's cycle of history. So pay attention. This is huge. I know that I'm I'm not on Fox News. <laughs> um. I know that I'm not on the, the the approved financial networks, but pay attention. I'm just this is this is not me telling you this is investment advice. It has nothing to do with that. This is history. This is a revaluation of all currencies. Major impacts. It's not going to be the way it has been. 
Don't use history as your guide in the near term for what's happening in the future. Because really, we've actually never gone through this particular, other nations have, other empires have, something similar, but nothing like this. So buckle up. It's going to get weirder. And uh, we're going to talk. I think there was a great article I want to go over today uh, here on the Art of Burn Radio transmission. Thanks for listening, by the way. I'm going to say hi to the Rockfin chat. If you are if you find my podcast, if you're listening to my voice, uh, please go and follow the Rockfin uh, channel, the America Unplugged channel over on Rockfin. Join if you can. So many great hosts there, and we love that they support free speech. And they've had us on their platform now for a couple of years. Uh, so like the folks over there on Rockfin, and, and that's where I usually go to the chat. And if you want to find the video version uh, of my program, you can go there. And uh, lots of stuff coming out and news I want to share with you. There's a, We've got a sponsor I want to talk about today, not just uh, Wise Wolf, but there's something that there was a story out about the IRS. And I want to talk to you about some some ways that you can protect yourself and your family from uh, what the deep state is doing right now, what the establishment uh, goblins are doing right now to uh, to go after you. Now, they're not going to go after the billionaires. They're not going to go after the jet setters. They're not going to go after Epstein's client list. They're going after you for your $600 Venmo transaction. You understand? <laughs> That's where we live. So we'll talk about that sponsor today. Um, but there's a wonderful article that was up on Zero Hedge and still is there. It's It's from the Epoch Times. And uh, it's about having a false sense of uh, superiority, how that can, when you have a victory, like when you have a victory, it's when it's a really dangerous time. And this article, really, and we, we're going to take, take a minute and go through. It's really a beautiful written, uh, written article and breakdown of some mistakes that you can make when you've had successes. And I've learned through my life, the hard way that when whenever something whether it's good or bad you know pause be calm because and and reset everything you know i i've i've learned also when it when you have a success work harder <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about that it has to do with the new movie about napoleon and some of the successes that he had and the uh the feeling of inevitability and invincibility and how that can just have a major uh, blowback scenario on your life and the life of nations and other things. And if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about Henry Kissinger. Uh, <laughs> the Natural News put out an article on on Joe Biden and uh, inflation. I'll see if I can get to that. Uh, Bidenomics. Uh, they even talk about how the the conservatives and the Republicans don't really understand. It's not Bidenomics. It's the increase in the money. So they, they, they debauch the currency, folks. It's not just Bidenomics. You can't rein this in until we have a more sound system behind our currency. Like that needs to be revalued. It needs to be reset. And I'm not even saying that we need like a, a total gold standard, but there needs to be something. There needs to be some sort of checks, some sort of balance, so we can have sanity again. Because you can't have sanity in a free-for-all fiat currency society. That's where we have all these problems. They can put us into a war when they want. They can open up a new welfare program when they want. They can invite the world, have uh, you know caravans of people coming to, coming to the United States and being let in and put on the voter rolls or wherever they take them. 
you know, a permanent underclass. You can't build that when you have to account for something. You can't have a deep state. You really can't. You can have you can have corruption. You can have all the things that mankind has always had and will always have under the sun. But it is very much exaggerated and blown up into epic proportions when you don't have any accountability. It's why Donald Rumsfeld said on September 10th, 2001, that they couldn't track $2.3 trillion. And they set up an accounting office in the Pentagon, the same place where whatever hit the Pentagon hit. You understand? Like that's the kind of deep state. That's the kind of corruption you get when you don't have any sort of equilibrium. There's, this is why we're watching what we're watching now. It, it really is just truly historic. All right, let me go to the Rockfin chat. If you guys hear, uh, I've got, I'm here at my house in Denison. They're doing some construction on the house next door. So if you hear a little bit, that's just working people. It's fine with me. <laughs> it could be on my program. I can hear it in my headset. Hopefully it's not too loud. Uh, all right, let's go to the Rockfin chat. Love to see everybody over there. I see Patrick S. It says loud and clear. Thank you. I, I just wanted to make sure this is, my headphones sound different than my other set. And I've done I've done a couple of test streams or test recordings, and it, uh, just just making sure want to make sure you guys could hear me. Uh, Rhonda Tay says I appreciate these uh, Tony talks. I I count on you for this information. Well, thank you. I I'm a paratrooper who likes books, and uh, I've been I've learned the gold business the hard way, which is to say that uh, <laughs> I uh, I was courageous enough to look stupid. For a good while, and I knew a lot going into when I opened Wise Wolf. I mean, I'd been buying stuff for years, and I I just had to look dumb. I had to, and I had to tell people that I didn't know it. And uh, so that's what uh, it really makes you appreciate when you when you get a little bit better every day. And I would like to thank the the magnificent, great David Knight. I get to go on usually every week with David, and that is a man who's so smart. If he interviews you about a subject, you better know what you're talking about. And it's not that he's ever going to, he's not going after you. He just expects to learn something every time you talk to him. So I try to do that. And that's very, it's made me a better broadcaster. All right. Uh, So thanks everybody. Jason Barker's in the chat. And Jason, why have I not been on the foxhole? Why have I not been? Why have I not been on this show that I see floating around uh, Twitter? Uh, so you better call me, and I need to sponsor your show. Anybody hearing my my voice? If you want to have uh, sponsorship from Wolfpack and Wise Wolf, uh, send me a message. It's done. I mean, as long as it's a family friendly, patriotic, you know, love freedom kind of program, uh, or even an individual that's a good person. Um, Give me a give me a shout and send me a message and we'll hook you up with an affiliate link. Uh, that had has really been something that uh, I haven't pushed hard enough, but we got some really great affiliates out there. I, I just signed up uh, Angry Tiger, so go check out his link. Um, okay, well, lots besides the revaluation of all currencies, a lot has been happening. I probably will talk about it more because it just it's massive. And I want you guys to, and I'm going to be talking about this on my podcast and other places, but you guys need to know that the genie's not going back in the bottle. And this isn't the 1970s. And there's not going to be, you know, decades of kind of a lull in the precious metals market. That's not going to happen. 
I just don't see it. I don't see how it's possible. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of my thoughts on silver and what happened in the 70s today. And, uh, you know, really go follow uh, the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. If you're hearing my voice, go follow that other podcast because there's going to be some content on there that's not on the other channels. So I'm looking to do some interviews in the mining sector and other places and and some even people that are in my same field. I'm not afraid to have competition on the talk just because there's people there's people that know things I don't. OK, and I I'm all about just knowing I want to know what the next thing is going to be. So go check out those channels and stay tuned. Uh, and we're going to talk about freeworld.fm too. That's uh, that's another thing that Melissa's helping me on and uh, other uh, people in my team. Uh, we're going to work on the back office there, really just honing that in and getting all the hosts, all the components they need to broadcast. But we are live and you can go sign up and, and be on the mailing list for when things go live or any changes that we make. Uh, we're working on that right now. All right. Let's jump over. Don't you love the show that I have like, it's just me talking for, <laughs> I'm supposed to do. Uh, for radio, it's only supposed to do 52 minutes. We usually blow way past that. Um, and there's another article. I don't know if I'll get to all these, but let's let's. This is a little bit of history, and this is what you should come to expect from the show. That's where I I really learn. I live in the in history lives in me, and I I think I try to reflect that onto our current reality because so much is manipulated. Wasn't it Orwell who said that um, if you want to control the the future, you got to control the past? So he can, who controls uh, the present controls the past. He could right. So this is the the issue here the the establishment, those who control the narrative, control history. They control the future. So you got to break that paradigm, and you do that through alternative research, through uh, doing your own thinking. Uh, and again, not just falling hook, line, and sinker for everything the establishment stands for, which is mostly garbage, and will get you in trouble uh, because you have a false sense. If you think the news is fake, why do you see history, right? So that's what we try to do. Uh, another, and this is another example of just using history as a a guide to you know your own life and the life of nations. Let's go. This is offered, authored by Jeffrey Tucker at the Epoch Times. Um, let me pull this up on the screen here. Hold on. Stop screen. We're going to pull this up. I am my own producer. All right. Hold on. Let's see. Um, I got to scroll down a little bit. There's zero hedge right there. I think that's, I think that's the one. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for it. I, for some reason it's not, not on my screen. Let me see if this is the one. Let's share here. Let me see if this is the one. No, this is not. Hold on, guys. I, I'm looking for the article, and it uh, it eludes me, even though it's on my screen. All right, let me see. This is, yeah, this is why we need Beans to, like, play an interlude. Did you guys see the new Beans logo? <laughs> it's, um, well, it's not new. Uh, Melissa got it for me last year, and I and I neglected to put it out with her with the tinfoil hat. If you'll go to my Twitter page, uh, it's Beans with a tinfoil hat. <laughs> and she's on the moon and uh, listening to uh, the satellites go by, which is an, an art satellite, an ART satellite. 
It's so weird. I, I, um, there we go. It was eluding me, but I've got it there. All right. You guys don't mind. We know commercial breaks, so you'll bear with me. All right. This is the Epic Times. How success breeds a long string of failures. Some great stuff in here. This is the new Ridley Scott movie, Napoleon, is good, not great. It at least provides a tantalizing overview of post-revolutionary France about which Americans today know absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't know anything about revolutionary France. It does put on screen the astounding brutality of old war, old world forms of warfare and their complete disregard for the human life of the people on the front lines. So that's something. Another point is in favor is to introduce a topic that's completely enthralled a late 18th century generation of great thinkers. Namely, why did the American Revolution succeed, whereas the French Revolution ended in a grim wave of death and then dictatorship? So why did that? Why did the American Revolution succeed where the French Revolution was a blood bloodbath? You know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it's the guillotine, right? They, they called it the, the, the terror, the reign of terror. Uh, it's really an interesting question because most people get it wrong, I think. The British Empire had become uh, antithetical to all of the foundations that the English society was born out of. You know, you had the Magna Carta, you had a parliamentary system of government. I mean, they had killed kings and like, you know, the, a parliament had been established to represent the people. I'm not a parliamentarian. I don't rep- I don't like that form of government, but that's where they were headed. And then they became an empire and the colonists in America uh, didn't have any representation. So it was the the radical move was not the colonists, not the 13 colonies. They were conservative. They were conserving uh, the tradition of the Magna Carta, the the tradition of self-government, and the turning their back on the British who had become an empire, you know, with the East India Trading Company and setting up all, you know, the, the sun never set on the British Empire. They became overlords, and that was not the tradition. So that's my opinion. And you can have your own. I mean, you should look into that. Why did the American Revolution succeed? Why did the French Revolution turn into a atheistic bloodbath where they, you know, <laughs> I mean, even like had Robespierre, we could talk about that story where he got the guillotine last and he was the loudest voice for, for killing people. And they, you know, stripped the, the churches of all the Christian icons and made it the, the church of, of, of reason, the temple of reason. It says Edmund Burke and Lord Acton offered a, a similar explanation. America had a long experience with freedom and self-government, while the foreign king had virtually no presence in colonial life other than which was an exogenous annoyance. In French political culture, the monarchy and ruling class generally had a long and outsized role in politics, religion, manners, and national identity generally. The debunking and killing of the sinner led not to freedom but to a power vacuum and social enemy. Whereas the American Revolution was restorative, the French Revolution proved purely destructive. And that's what, you know, they talk about, you, you hear the term ancien regime, the ancient regime, the overthrowing. That's where the, 
the colonists, the American Revolution was reasserting those foundations, whereas the French Revolution was trying to create something that never existed. I mean, goodness, they almost killed Thomas Paine. And they were going to murder him. He, Thomas Paine, common sense. He wrote The Rights of Man, almost got the, the guillotine. They marked his door the wrong code. It was, I think he got an X on his door uh, on his prison cell. Like they locked him away. He was going to get his head chopped off, and he narrowly escaped the guillotine. So it was not a love-your-brother kind moment. It was very much, they call them the Jacobins, but it was very much a proto-Bolshevik uh, communist. And that's what we're seeing today. It's just tearing things down to tear them down. It has nothing, they have no idea what they're going to do to build them up. And I've talked about this before on the show. If you read history, those who cried the loudest for a revolution and to get to the streets and led the mob, they all got their head chopped off too. It really does have massive uh, karma built into it. It's something you should not, you should not be so uh, enthusiastic about that type of behavior. It does have uh, a way of coming back to you. This is, so while I cannot recommend that you see the film talking about Napoleon, the overly lascivious scenes are wholly gratuitous. It is not a complete fa failure, if only to cause reflection on such serious themes. He said, something else caught my eye. It has to do with how it came to be that Napoleon was the right man in the right times to be crowned emperor at a moment when the country as a whole was desperately lacking in some kind of driving center to national life. Yeah, and remember, Napoleon immediately restored the church. You know, this is, the revolutionaries tried to create something that it never was. And that's usually how you wind up with a bloodbath. You know, the, the, uh, the Bolsheviks, revolutionary communist uh, in Russia, tried to create something that never was. They created this wholly totalitarian state backed up by the banksters. So did uh, Chairman Mao. And that's what the Cultural Revolution in China was in the 60s. It was just bloodletting. Had nothing to do with logic or reason or any sort of idea or tradition. It was the murdering of tradition. That's why I'm, that's why I'm always stuck in the realm of paleoconservatism because I don't get off into uh, the ether of what what could be, I know what has worked. Says uh, the obvious answer is that that he experienced a series of battle successes that created the appearance of a winning personality and brilliance. This sense that he had it all together long outlasted growing evidence of failure. Only once the catastrophe of his reign became undeniable was he finally exiled and disgraced. This provokes thought of a bigger theory. Success can breed a long series of failures. This is true in technology, ideas, ideas, policies, and leaders. We are so impressed when something truly wonderful comes along in our otherwise uneventful lives that we infuse the source with a wildly exaggerated sense of valor and even infallibility. That sets up conditions of disaster as our own sense of doubt and desire for evidence are put on hold in favor of faith and hope unmitigated by demands for proof. 
But doesn't this sound familiar? Oh, <laughs> uh, this this reminds me of you know Madeleine Albright saying we're the indispensable nation. At the same time, in the '90s, saying that half a million Iraqi men, women, and children that were killed by our sanctions were quote worth it. Those things can't go together. This is a story of Napoleon, but it is the story of so much else, too. Consider, for example, what happened with vaccines. The smallpox vaccine provided protection against the terror of the ages that had wiped out native populations and vexed the human experience for the whole of recorded history. With one shot against this pathogen, humanity was protected and the disease finally eradicated in 1980. That was not long ago. It was a seeming miracle born of science and medicine that earned the whole industry enormous credibility. Because of a string of successes, the glow surrounding vaccines burned brighter and brighter. Then came the shot mandates for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, and so much more, including relatively harmless infections like chickenpox, to which parents had long exposed their children when they were young to prevent a worse outbreak in later years. The childhood schedule grew and grew to include things like hepatitis and, absurdly, COVID-19, a shot that was years off quickly, that was, excuse me, that was wears off quickly, doesn't really pertain to existing strains and for an infection that has no medically significant effects on children. Well, we can get into all that. Uh, not, not just wears off. It doesn't wear off quickly enough because it's not designed to do anything except hurt you, in my opinion. It's designed for something wholly owned uh, by the pharmaceutical drug cartels for something else. This is the, the downside of this huge cocktail of pharma stuff is insufficiently studied to say the least. The makers of vaccines for children were even given full liability protection by the government, thus surpassing a basic standard of medical law dating far back. If you can cause harm, you pay the price. But with the vaccine makers, they were able to push their shots on the whole population with wild impunity. What he's talking about is the 1986 act that Fauci pushed through with Ronald Reagan. That was the same year we gave uh, amnesty uh, to all the illegal aliens that had come here. And that was supposed to get us border security for the trade. Uh, How's that going? <laughs> and we gave it, we indemnified all the big pharma against ever having any sort of liabilities for the cocktails and things that they push. And they wanted to increase the vaccine rates for children. That's a pretty good model. Can you imagine being in an industry where you can never be held liable by law? Wouldn't that give you an incentive to really do great research and not harm people? Or would it do the opposite? Yeah, great, great job, 1986 Congress and President. Uh, didn't really, weren't looking out for the kids. The, the long ago successes led to a vast amount of failure that has been overly tolerated or glamorized. The COVID-19 vaccine may prove to be the pharmaceutical Waterloo, the defeat that finally debunks the glory of the past and erases the valor that industry once enjoyed. We can think of so many such examples. Consider the way famed pop music and movie stars are all eventually goaded into pronouncing on politics. 
thus producing incredible inanities that are deeply embarrassing. This is the principle at work again. The success in one realm does not translate into all realms, and yet both the star and the public take a while to catch on. The reputational capital earned from one several conspicuous successes lasts far longer than it should and bleeds into other areas that does not belong. It is true with government, too. Look at the grand successes the U.S. had in involvement in the Second World War. The U.S. government took all the credit for the victory, ignoring, for example, the role of Russia in the defeat of the Nazis. And the world had stood in awe of the awesome power of the nuclear bomb on civilian populations. A new sensibility came about the government can do anything and produce astonishing results. That provided the liberality necessary for the U.S. space program, which put a man on the moon. Well, um, you can ask Don Jeffries about that. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Uh, But definitely, I... As far as I'm concerned with the moon landing, we should have gone. We had we should have had the technology. It was historically in line for us to do so. Something is wrong with it though because we're 50 years, 51 years on from ever having gone there and technology should not ever go backwards. So it doesn't make any sense now that we can't do it. Now that NASA says they don't have the technology and they lost the telemetry data and every bit of the video data and all of the all of they said that they cannot produce the technology. It's lost. They destroyed it. So I didn't say that NASA did. But something weird with it. Not related to this article. (laughs) The string of successes wiped out the memory of New Deal fiascos and tossed the disaster of the Great War into the dustbin of history. It wasn't long before we had every manner of crazy experiment going on. We had the great society, public housing in urban areas, the coercion into every realm of domestic life. It was particularly bad in foreign policy. The Vietnam War was next, and that produced disaster. Still, the U.S. empire had wind at its back. The Cold War victory led to the war on terror, the crazed attempt to democratize the whole of Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, and Syria. Those attempts created a catastrophic refugee crisis in Europe and all over the world. Yeah, these are revolutionary ideas. That's why when I'm explaining to conservatives, you, you know, you, you guys, and I, I'm part of you, I'm, I'm part of the the conservative right movement. That's where I come from, but it was hijacked by people that are ideological, have ideological ties and devotees to Leon Trotsky, who was, you know, the uh, colleague of Lenin and Stalin. Stalin had Trotsky killed. He was so much a revolutionary. He fled the Soviet union. It wasn't revolutionary enough for him. He was going to set up new international revolutions and he was living in Mexico, and Stalin had him murdered with an ice pick. But that's where these people, and I'm talking about the Bill Crystals of the world, the Weekly Standard, National Review, you'll find so many, Max Boot, you'll find so many of these people, if you really uh, look at their lineage intellectually, they go back to Leon Trotsky because they're revolutionaries. They believe in a perpetual revolution. It's, It's really the replacing of God and Christ in their life for the supremacy of democracy. That is their God. And conservatives, unfortunately, 
have been hoodwinked uh, by these. They've hijacked the conservative movement to think that the U.S. is only great if we're always intervening and bombing people, which we were great before that, much greater, actually, uh, because we were a republic. This is a. We find uh, the principle at work again. Some successes produce a long string of terrible failures. This is because success blots out the normal amount of public incredulity that should greet crazed experiments. We've seen this reach absurd levels in our time as government has claimed to be the master of the global climate plus and defeat the whole of the microbial kingdom. These attempts have yielded major disasters, such as Napoleon's military campaigns late in his career. We might observe the same phenomenon in digital technology. The Internet uh, wowed the world and rocked our sense of the possible, but we weren't very balanced in our assessment. As TikTok rots the brains of the young and government uses social media to propagandize everyone else, we've lost the ability to call a failure what it is. The lesson I take is that success is to be feared as much or more than failure itself. The movie Napoleon is not a failure, but I would, I would ever made had Ridley Scott not been responsible for Gladiator, right? It's, he said it's not a movie that uh, would ever been made had Ridley Scott not made Gladiator. I, I I agree with that. There's something else to that statement too, and I thought the article was really interesting. It he didn't mention it, but uh, Wellington, who defeated Napoleon. At Waterloo, so that's a reference in the article. He said something later, and I've I've kept it in the back of my mind for a long time, and it's something to contemplate on, like when you have, because we are the, the really the what it brings to mind is that when you're set upon a certain goal or you have a dream for yourself, the end result is not really the goal. It is the journey. It is what you become. And something that Wellington said after he defeated Napoleon, he said that the only thing more melancholy than a battle lost is a battle won. And I think that he should have put this in the article. I just know that from years and years ago of reading about that defeat. And there's all sorts of there's all sorts of lessons you can glean from the pages of history. And somebody like Napoleon is very interesting. I'll probably go see the movie. I haven't had much chance to go anywhere, but I might go see the movie just based off of that article. But you guys see, there's always a reckoning. History always has balance. And when you embrace things that never were, like the French Revolution, you know, you... You don't get democracy and the rights of man. You get Napoleon. And eventually, Napoleon leads back to where you started. It's something that Will Durant, the historian, said about the 19th century. Uh, he said about the kings. They were all restored to their throne. I mean, there was this, you know, all the revolutions and all the upheaval, and all the bloodletting, and it all went back whence it came, right? And it went back to the, the Bourbon kings. The kings were restored to the throne eventually after Napoleon was exiled uh, first to uh, Elba and then to St. Helena, where he eventually died. 
They said that the, the kings of old, they had learned nothing and they had forgotten nothing. So it just kind of came back to where it was. And that's usually what happens with these experiments. The United States is going through something very similar. And it's going through something very similar because we've had not only people and ideologues that are completely detached from reality, intellectuals, um, but people that have no affinity for the country itself running the country. <laughs> I mean, Tucker Carlson covers this in his book, Ship of Fools, about how you know the, the leadership, you can't, a country can't sustain itself when the leadership hates its populace and hates the people. Well, they clearly do. Uh, they don't believe in the nation state. They don't believe in America's mission as a republic. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the Bill of Rights. They don't believe in the individual. When you have people like Nikki Haley running that everybody should be identified on the Internet. Well, what's that going to lead to? Why, why are we going down that road and not talking about free speech? Because these are authoritarians. And I warned you guys as I had you know a minute, 30 or two minutes left. I warned you guys about Nikki Haley. For three years, maybe longer. That's, you know, this has been something in my there. The establishment wants war. They want to triangulate and make sure that they appease uh, voters of faith and patriotism. And they'll put her out front as some success story and that she's got your back and she's a mom. She's a Christian or whatever. Uh, it's about war. And it's about authoritarian state control. It's why you had Jamie Demon or Diamond, excuse me, of J.P. Morgan giving her an endorsement, and all these other people. It's you got to watch these politics, folks. That's they they sneak in, uh, they do an in run around the sovereignty of your own mind to talk about <laughs> to quote Zygmunt Brzezinski. I'm going to talk. I'm going to go do an in run around the sovereignty, not only of a nation but of your own brain. All right, I didn't get to everything I wanted to get to today. So tune in next week. We'll, we'll come back with an all new episode of the Art of Burn radio transmission. Be sure and follow freeworld.fm. Uh, new shows coming out there. We got some great hosts. Uh, William Ramsey's over there. Billy Ray Valentine, Donald Jeffries. We're going to be plugging in David Knight soon. Myself, Charlie Robinson, so, Wayne McCroy, so many others, so many great, I can't name them all, but there's going to be so much talent over there and people that care about free speech. So please uh, go check us out and subscribe. Just you know, put your email in there, and we'll send you an update uh, when things are even smoother. And we play music a lot of the time. So um, we have a pretty good playlist, and there's some wonderful hosts over there. So check that out. I also wanted to tell you guys as I close, uh, there was an article out about the IRS and the 87,000 agents and all that stuff's coming. Another sponsor that I've been with for 20-plus years, is Legal Shield, and we've got a website. It's peoplesprotectionplan.com. For less than a cup of coffee a day, you can put a shield around your family, yourself, uh, when it comes to audits, when it comes to accessing you know, high-level attorneys, all 50 states. It's unlimited access. So for you know, $29.95 a month, you get unlimited phone calls, unlimited consultation. They'll look at your documents. You're protected on uh, moving violations, traffic stuff, IRS audits. You can set up your will. This is peoplesprotectionplan.com. I've been with them for 20 plus years, uh, 21 years going on. I've used them multiple, multiple times. All my businesses have this, but go to the website, 
you see a picture of me up there. I've been an associate with him for a long time. I'm sharing this now because you need it. It's not even a pitch. Like this is like it's identity theft protection. It's legal protection. It's the cost of a cup of coffee a day. Just go look at it. Okay. It's something that you need. Peoplesprotectionplan.com. Uh, and that will uh, give you some options and uh, very affordable. I've used it, used it for 20 plus years. Protect your family. Uh, we didn't get to the Biden inflation story either, but I want to tell you guys, uh, we have so much cool stuff going on at Wolfpack, wolfpack.gold, membership programs as low as $50 a month. We even have one for kids at 35 called Wolf Cub. Um, so much that, that we're putting out in these packages, uh, really paying attention to the variety, to the value. We give you a comparison invoice. Uh, don't put this off. If you're in any, if you're following my line of logic in this wavelength, trade in. If you're, if you have a savings plan, in my opinion, it's not investment advice. I'm just recommending my company. I save with gold and silver, uh, especially silver, uh, because it's it's got so much upside. But go to Wolfpack.gold. Tons of stuff. We got gold back notes. We've got fractional gold. We've got uh, silver all sorts of different types of silver coins that are going to go in the packs. You can even do one-time orders. You don't have to sign up for the membership, but we really want you to, because when I hit, a, when I hit, uh, if we can double members from this year into next year, the crazy stuff I'm going to be able to buy for people, like just locking in monster boxes, 500 ounces or more at a time uh, for silver, really doing big buy-ins and other things. Uh, so go check it out. Wolfpack.gold. That'll lead you to wise wolf. Even if you want to do a direct order, uh, you can send me an email. You want to talk to me, you want to talk to the owner, go through the website. My team will set it up um, and I'll take good care of you. My team will, and we appreciate you. You guys, I know I've forgotten a bunch of stuff. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'll be on America Unplugged tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, right here on Rockfin on the America Unplugged channel. You guys take care of each other, okay? End of transmission. Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good, one is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years. And I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer. I'm telling you this. If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. 
the evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.